What I'm not going to do is play the Trump game, which is a good game he plays. That's Joe Biden yesterday, and it seems pretty clear that in his own mind and the people that are preparing him for the debate, he believes Trump's going to try to get under his skin, get him rattled, and uh, and so he's going to try to uh, really avoid that. Biden has had some moments. The debate's tonight. Do we not know that? I think we know that. The debate right. is tonight, 6 o'clock West Coast time, 9 o'clock East Coast time, 90 minutes long, available everywhere. I'm an old man who hates technology, and I'm you know I'll watch it on my phone for crying out loud. Is I mean, it going to be available on every channel? Yeah, all the all major the news, news networks yeah. are okay. taking it. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I said you're kidding me. I wasn't sure of that either how that works, but yeah, I guess for an event like this, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been four years. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, 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 oh. So uh, a couple of times on the campaign trail, Biden has lost his temper. Or it seemed like he lost his temper when he charged that old man at. Right. At some sort of... Get uh, your words straight, Jack. Loomed over him like he was going to punch him in the face. I Get your words straight, Jack. Exactly. And so Biden, uh, Trump would love to get that sort of reaction out of him. Mm-hmm. And I think Biden's going to be prepared for that with a, no matter what he says about my son, no matter what he says about anything, I'm just going to get back to the fact that, look, this man is not prepared to be president. I am. Here's my experience. You know, just go into that. He's got a go-to line, I'm sure, something to the effect of, listen and listen to him trying to distract us again. Yeah, he always a distraction uses, from Trump's record. He always uses the D word, distract. Yeah. He's yeah. distracting us, folks. That's what he's doing. He's trying to distract from the fact that 200 million people have died of COVID. You see, if he says something like that, yeah. then well, what? A simple gaffe he can get away with. A moment like we played the other day when... He couldn't remember the name of a law or a program, and the newscaster had to help him out and name it for him. Or a long, uh, uh, well, I, I, uh, I shouldn't have said that, but it just it depends. You got your grade one gaff. That's your two hundred million dead from the COVID. Who among us hasn't said million when we meant thousand at, at times? Then you got your grade two gaff. It's the the uh, we passed the uh, the. Um, yeah, uh, the law with the uh, the doctors, the uh, the the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Affordable Care Act. That's a grade two gaff. And then you got the full on crash and burn. Well, you're not talking about like the Goldberg gaff of get these squirrels off of me. <laughs> you don't expect that, do you? No, that's unlikely. <laughs> I would say a level one gaff is 100 percent certain. Well, is anything certain in life, folks? I'll say 95 percent certain. Nice hedge. A level two gaff, a serious old guy moment that really gets people rubbing their chins. But surrounded That's by fifty fifty. But surrounded by nearly an hour and a half of being fine, he, they, they, that's not going to damage him. Well, you're right. There's a multiplier in my. I have a complicated it's pages of <laughs> Joe Biden gaff calculus. And one of the main it's factors. An algorithm, is that you what those see. charts are exactly. out there? That's what yes. the charts in our office oh, are. Yes. Jeez, I've been so working confused. on them for days. <laughs> I haven't slept. Um, one of the major factors in the, the gaff is when it occurs. If it occurs in the first 30 to 45 minutes, there's a multiplier effect. No doubt about it. Because if, if he goes through a, a dang near 90-bit debate, and he's like he was with Bernie Sanders, where he was just fine. He's just an old senator spouting policy. Yeah, a little sloppy, but, um, you know, fine. Uh, if he does that and then has a gaff at the end, yeah, he'll be fine with that. Uh, I'm I'm predicting, and I don't want this to be true. It's going to be dull, uh, 
and Biden is going to be fine, and the race is not going to change, which is bad news for Trump. I don't want that to be true, but that's what I suspect is going to be true. Then you got so. Terry's- just for the record, Joe predicts major moment. Jack, no. And I want to be wrong. I would click my heels and dance into the studio tomorrow well, if Biden pulls a Nadler on stage. Put on your dancing shoes then. Save this tape, Hanson, for tomorrow. We're going to need it. I'm not going to be hiding from this. I want it to be true. I want you to be right. I want me to be wrong. Um, front page USA Today, Terry Sullivan, Republican well, strategist. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That means if I'm right, you'll be happy. That's not good for me. <laughs> if I'm right, I want you to be unhappy. No, no, That's no, what I being will... right is all about. No, I will Lording be. Learning it over people. No, uh, the, the thing that will make me the least happy is me being right. In which I will think Biden is going to be president. Oh, there's no stopping it now. Now it's all of, Kamala probably within a couple of years. Now it's all about the Senate. The Republicans cannot lose the Senate. All right. Well, we'll check back tomorrow. God willing. So front page USA Today, Terry Sullivan, who's a Republican strategist. I don't recognize the name. I think they chose him because he said the most exciting quote, and they want an exciting quote. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every aspect of this thing is going to be just a barroom brawl from the very beginning. That machismo is going to really come across when they're face-to-face. Oh. And Trump is going to try to do some things to needle him. Oh, now you got me excited. They are. Enough Joe Biden Jackson. is a dummy. Enough of Jack's wet blanket talk. Now, that's the sort of talk I want to hear. There are a couple of elderly alpha males who have both talked about physically fighting the other guy. Yes. And how they would kick his ass. Right. <laughs> yes. I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. They ought to, Chris Wallace ought to have like a miniature barn, like one of those, what do you call it, the tough shed, <laughs> right there in the middle of the stage. Joe Biden, you once said you would take him behind the barn. Well, we've crafted a set here that is, in effect, a barn. Would you like to take the president behind the barn? Mr. President, are you willing to meet Joe Biden behind the barn? Of course, if you take him behind the barn and punch him, the Secret Service is going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Well, no, Chris Wallace will lay the groundworks down. We can't have the Secret Service interceding here. Both of you gentlemen, you're old school. Uh, as soon as a man cries uncle, the fight is over. Let the fight begin behind so, the barn. So in your view, Chris Wallace will more or less referee an elderly boxing match? More or less. <laughs> Put the straight razor down, Mr. Biden. No straight razors. Remember the straight razor? You'd bang them on the curb. Of course I do. But I went to all the trouble of banging it on the curb. It's bent and rusty now. <laughs> Where'd that chain come from? No straight razors. And it's more MMA than boxing, Jack, because there'll be, you know, wrestling and punching and kicking. And, until the one man cries uncle. Again, old school. So it takes, it with the polling where it is now, it'll take a major change of direction for Trump to win, I think. Uh, the debate is his really only hope for that to happen. And you think the thing he's got to say right off the bat is... Chris Wallace asks him, Mr. President, you've been criticized for your response to COVID-19. The United States has endured 200,000 deaths. How do you defend your policy? Chris, thank you. Uh, thank you for the question. We will get to COVID-19. But before we get to that, we need to clear this up. Joe, Mr. Vice President, are you currently being treated for dementia? Are you taking medication? Are you under the care of a doctor for dementia? Question number one. Question number two. Where's Hunter? (laughs) No, no, no. Save Hunter for later. Put it out there bluntly. And Joe will say, oh, listen to him. Uh, I'm fine. This is a distraction. He's trying to distract us from his record. Uh, Okay, I'll answer the question. I'm not being treated for dementia. Are Can you, you say that? 
Yeah. Can you say the same? Jack earlier laid out how the polls, and I know a lot of you hate to hear about the polls, but the polls do not look good for the president. No, Which polls? Still, all of them. He's okay. I, I, he's, okay. He's significantly farther behind. And then, yeah, but it's okay. a different race than we've ever seen before. That clip we just played there. They are questioning Cohen about Donald Trump's behind in the polls. He was only behind by less than 3% of Hillary Clinton at the time, at this point in the election. 3% nationally. Yeah, yeah. He's behind eight, nine points now. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> what polls? All of them? Yeah, but I just think everything could could change. Joe Biden is more an empty vessel than Hillary Clinton was. Hillary was such a known commodity. She's been known since 1992 in a way that Biden hasn't. Biden has coasted along as a benevolent, sort of goofy, but... Uh, you know, a friendly presence in American politics. And so people are looking at him. I think he's a really good guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a good guy. He's a safe guy here. He's a moderate. And and yeah, I'm going to vote for him over Trump. But then if Trump can expose him for being either a senile and or be a shill for the extreme left, then a lot of those, yeah, Joe Biden seems nice, votes go away. Anything more positive that Trump could do instead of, you know... Uh, an attack? What if he's just extra presidential, extra calm and presidential? Um, could that could that take enough people who think, yeah, no, I must have the the little global media exaggerated how what a crack you know what a per- crass person this is. He's not that bad. Yeah, well, I'm a little tired of asking for Trump to be just twenty percent less Trumpy for ninety minutes. Yeah, and just be a little self effacing. Where's Hunter? <laughs> How about in the middle of all his answers? Listen, I realize, <laughs> I realize my manner rubs a lot of people wrong. I thought about that the I other day. I came from the brawling world of of New York real estate, where you got to be a tough guy, and sometimes I come off like a jerk, and I'm sorry about that. I thought about that the other I day. I love this country, blah. If he has the capacity to do that, I thought that'd be a swing for the fences moment. Look. I just want to say this. I know I, uh, I drive a lot of people crazy. Like, I'm a showman. I'm a personality. That's what I've been my whole life. And I, I like getting attention. But this is serious stuff. And then, you know, I don't know. Could that make a difference? Yeah. Yeah. If he can come up with a slightly more eloquent version of, yeah, I downplayed the COVID. Because I and Dr. Fauci and the Brits and the Italians and the Chinese and everybody thought it was going to come and go. And I didn't want people to panic. And I didn't want the economy to get crushed. Yeah, I said Rosie O'Donnell was repulsive. She is repulsive. I'm not sure bringing that up helps him. <laughs> um, I don't know. He, 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 at this point, he is what he is. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, there's so many possibilities for tonight. I know you're predicting uh, disappointment. Underwhelming. I hope I'm wrong. A movie that's good, but it's not great. Uh, yeah, I, just... I remember the. I remember the last time I said that though. It was the first Republican debate when Trump was on stage, and everybody was about as excited as they are now. 
And I remember saying, yeah, it's going to be dull. I mean, everybody's thinking it's going to be crazy and it's going to be dull. He's just going to go through. And I remember Michelangelo texting us all like after the first comment. It was like, oh, my God, this is great. Yeah. And it was. Well, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. We should have the clip. What's the matter? I'm going to yell at the staff. (laughs) What's the matter with you people? (laughs) We need the clip of uh, Hillary saying, can you imagine if a man with this temperament is in charge of the justice system? I can't imagine that. And Trump said, yeah, yeah, because you'd be in jail. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The crowd goes crazy. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I laughed so hard at that. Oh, I know. I know. I I think I just stared open-mouthed and wide-eyed. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, well, we'll Uh, see. And I'm saying that happens tonight or something similar. Who's right? We'll adjudicate it tomorrow. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you were dancing with a Brooklyn Bridge, you could get more bounce. You just walk through it. You know, Samba needs life, bounce, and energy. You can't just sleep, walk through a Samba. I'm sorry, my love. That was Carol Baskin being voted off Dancing with the Stars last night. She is uh, a worse dancer than me, and that is saying something. I believe that judge has not been seen for some time, though. And I see some full tigers. <laughs> Which reminds me, among the things we could touch on today is there's way too much to talk about, is uh, what Positive Sean is predicting will be the new Shark Week. And that's the Fat Bear Week of 2020. Um... It, it, well, it's at a website. It has to do with the bear preservation uh, project. But they've picked out a bunch of hibernating bears, and they're going to see which is the fattest when it emerges from its uh, its Ooh, hibernation. I can see getting into that. I can see my kids getting into that. Yeah. Oh, man, look at the size of 747. No wonder you think he's going to win. Yeah, that's where my money is. He's a very large adult male with wide-set peg-like ears and a blocky muzzle. In early summer, his reddish-brown fur, Pat tends in a... Pe- All right, nobody cares. Uh, but he is a big, fat bear. They There's call him 747 because he's the size of a jet. Gotcha. There's a bear sighted not far from my house a couple of days ago, which is surprising. We don't get a lot of bears. There's a theory that the fires and such are forcing uh, various beasts out of the woods. Oh. Saw a bobcat oh. right across the street yeah. from my house yesterday. Um, I, the geography doesn't quite work where I live. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's its not inconceivable, I suppose. Oh, we got this uh, email from uh, my buddy Matt, my buddy, that overstates it. He's been helping me and seems like a terrific guy, helping me trap my moles. And uh, I swung and I missed again. I was sure I'd trapped them. But I pulled the traps up and they were like clogged with mud and untripped. And so I got to try yet again. But he's in the business of when, when varmints impact uh, you know yards and cemeteries and, and corporate parks and the rest of it and he says raccoons are everywhere this year unlike anything I've ever seen they usually have the rounds they make each night going from food so- source to food source seeking water enough recreational vandalism to maintain their reputation as punks the thing this year is that restaurant dumpsters are gone. Mm, Even the yeah. places that are serving food to go don't have any table scraps, which makes up most of discarded food, 
With the alley dumpsters gone, the bandits have spread into the neighborhoods. I've taken 13 from a single yard. Oh, my God. Um, that they insist on demolishing nightly. Can you imagine hearing noises, flipping on your porch light, and there's 13 raccoons in your yard? That's bluey, something. bluey, 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 bluey. That's, bluey. Their, that's their backyard now. It's no longer mine. Yeah, um, no kidding. I'm leaving. We got a great text on a strategy Trump could use tonight that might actually work, and I could actually believe he would do it. We'll get to that uh after the break, we do have to figure out something here, though, with Carol Baskin and Dancing with the Stars. Is oh, okay. Is this, Sorry, is this shortcut of the discussion? Is this officially the end of the Carol Baskin Tiger King thing? And if it is, we feel like we ought to play that TikTok video one last time. If if this is the official end, tie it to a barge, send it out on the river. One of us will shoot a flaming arrow at it. <laughs> I am only in favor of playing that video slash song in days that end in Y. Having said that, cadaver dogs have been sent to search one of her former properties to look for her old man's bones. So, no, the Carol Baskin phenomenon is not over. Nonetheless. Carol Baskin. The roar. Killed her husband. Whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed them to tigers. They snacking. What's happening? Carol Baskin. Shame to see her voted off. Is that Joseph R. Exotic Jr.? <laughs> no, I don't believe he's doing is. the rapping. No, no I don't believe he's officially oh. related. No. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, somebody has a great idea for what something Trump should do tonight for the debate, and mm. obviously tell your friends to uh, tune in tomorrow. We'll, we'll probably be tweeting during the debate. I got to tell my family. Look, family, between uh, these hours and these hours, I kind of, I kind of got to be on it here. Don't even ask, unless something's on fire. I'm watching. Exactly. Armstrong and Getty. Maybe I could be a billionaire if I wasn't always broke. And I could be a comedian. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. And she she made that face because she, in her mind she's thinking, God, when will this be over? And I'm president and you're back to doing whatever it is you do. Because everybody knew she was going to win. Teaching Dennis Rodman to run a lemonade stand. <laughs> <on the apprentice. laughs> um, but anyway, the rest, as they say, is history. Oh, we got this text about uh, an idea. This, this is not actually a bad idea. Trump comes out, says, I've released my tax returns. They're available at a website. You can scrutinize them. I've released my tax returns. Also, here's my latest drug test. Joe Biden, I want you to do the same. Kind of, I gave you something, now give me something, because that's been such a hot item for so long, is tax returns. Yeah. Think that would work? It might. This pressure is leverage. Zero percent he does that, though. I don't think he has any interest in doing the, the tax Releasing stuff. the tax returns. By yeah. the way, on the tax returns, front page of USA Today, how rich Americans avoid high tax bills. Trump isn't alone in using complex legal strategies. I thought this was more or less fair. It's still got the tone of he's doing something wrong, even though they never claim he is doing anything illegal at all. Mm-hmm. But they do right off the bat say, um, not to be confused with tax evasion, which is illegal. Tax avoidance is entirely legal, even if many view it as unfair. 
Well, if it's unfair, write your congressman. And by the way, tune in to see if any of your congress people say they're going to change the law because they don't no. generally. No. Because they're benefiting from it too. Um, but that's kind of interesting. interesting. The hedge fund guys, generally speaking, the Wall Street types, they spread the money around nice and evenly. Let's everybody just work together on this. Speaking of money. I'm so happy we can all make out, to quote Pink Floyd. Yes. Speaking of money, school districts all across the country are struggling because they had to do this whole Zoom learning thing out of nowhere, and it's been expensive and trying to figure out how to do it and whatever. Fairfax, Fairfax County in Virginia, no different than any other, which made a lot of parents and taxpayers wonder, why did we spend $20,000 to have Emermax Kendi speak to us about being anti-racists at our school? Yes. 20 grand for him to speak for 20 minutes or something like that? Um, 20 grand, 45-minute speech, 15-minute Q&A. And by the way, it was Zoom. You know, with COVID, you don't have much choice, but that's how much work it was for him. He's just sitting in front of his computer given his rap about anti-racism, which is a load of crap, and uh, taxpayers footed the bill for $20,000 when there's plenty of other things to spend money on. How much supplies could that have given for the school? Is, is um, Yeah, how many Chromebooks, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, sure, yeah. <sighs> Unbelievable. Instead, trying to wokeify the already woke teachers with his bizarro racist theories. Uh-huh. Wake up. Thank you. And convincing all white students they were born racists, and there's nothing they can do to change that. Oh, speaking of change, there's little vice presidential candidates can do to change their trajectory of a race unless the presidential candidate is exposed as somebody suffering from dementia. For instance, I'm just, you know, pulling something out of thin air. Uh, Kamala Harris uh, the other day, she's being ripped by conservative black pastors for celebrating. The brilliance of the Black Lives Matter founders. This is Patrice Colors, Alicia Garza, Opal Tometi, all of whom are committed Marxists who are committed to tearing down the nuclear family, the United States, ending capitalism, the rest of it. Kamala Harris pro- praised them as brilliant, which could be a really good campaign issue if anybody ever pays attention to the vice presidential thing. I believe Pence could wipe up the floor with her. But nobody will pay attention. So one of those was Patrice Colors? Yeah. Is that what you said? Colors, I think it's pronounced. Colors. Whatever, yeah. In a newly surfaced video from 2015, <laughs> this just came out over the weekend, she and her fellow organizers are trained Marxist, she said, making clear their movement's ideological foundation, uh, according to a report. I haven't watched this video yet. Oh, yeah. This is the one I've been bringing up for you know six months or a year, whatever Well, they it is. said this video just came out over the weekend. It must be a different one, because I've, I've watched it many times. Huh. Who's um, saying it just came out this weekend? The New York Post said that. Oh, no. I saw that months and months ago. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're down with the struggle. We are trained Marxists. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. We are trained Marxists. We are su- uh, super versed on sort of an ideological theory. And I think we are really tried to do is build a movement that could be utilized by many, many black folk. Yeah. That's a heck of a thing. Yep. Wow. Um, it wasn't that long ago in the United States that a vice presidential candidate praising a out and proud Marxist would have been a problem. And like a serious penalty. Oh, you'd, you'd, you'd have been over. <clears throat> right. It would have been over. Like this would have been breaking news. 
I mean, it would have been that sort of story. Interestingly enough. Have we moved that far? BLM, the organization, Black Lives Matter, uh, has recently tried to scrub much of its agenda from its public face. As The Blaze reported last week, the group was caught removing the anti-nuclear family and anti-cisgender privilege content from its statements of belief. You know what's happened to them now, and this happens to a lot of organizations. The money started rolling in. Now they're just trying to think, how do we keep the money rolling in? We're getting rich. Right. And or after Kamala Harris praised them as being geniuses, her people got to BLM and said, hey, Take down that Marxist stuff. Do it, please. Yeah, but we saw... Oh, no, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. In fact, that's guaranteed. But we saw, with some inside knowledge of the Tea Party movement, how when money started flowing in, people started being a little more interested in where the money was going than their original mission. I can see that happening. Yeah, various uh, splinter groups formed that used the name but were much more about the cache. So... And then money was flowing flowing into various Black Lives Matter things by the gazillions there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's probably not going to matter again because it's the Veep, although my prediction is Joe Biden will have a major senior moment and or Donald Trump will confront him and demand to know whether he's being treated for dementia and it'll become an issue. And Joe Biden will say, if ever it gets too bad, I'll uh, resign and let uh, Vice President Harris take over. And then there will be scrutiny on her. I think the reason she said what she said about BLM founders... She has no principles. She has no real loyalties whatsoever. She is merely a creature of opportunity. She's a a scavenger. Um, And I don't think she knows enough about the various issues and people and groups and stuff to know who to praise and who not to praise. I think she is so transactional and shallow in her beliefs, there's a real chance she steps in it. But again, that's only if the whole Veep thing is elevated to to really matter. I mean, if you like presidential candidate A better than B, and A has a very, very weak vice president, you don't care. You vote for A anyway. Yeah, but weak's one thing. Praising Marxists, like I said, that was disqualifying not very many years ago. Even for the top of the ticket. It ought to be disqualifying now. He would have to get a different person. That's what would have happened back in the day. Yeah. She would have been out and different person on the ticket. That's too late. They're on the ballots. I don't know how that works, honestly. She would have to say, I will resign on day one, and uh, and then Biden would step up and say, and I'll appoint, move it up. Esther. Move it up. I I'll said, appoint. hey, Esther, you want to be vice president? What's the name? What's move, the name? Move it I up. said, hey, Esther. I appoint uh, Chris Coons or whatever. Vice President. No, he'd go with a old woman. Hey, we got a text earlier before we take a break. Somebody saying, who will you be following on Twitter tonight during the debate? Do you have a list of people you'll be following on Twitter? No. No, I don't. Alex Baldwin. I've got several people that I will I'd probably just be flipping through the hashtag. Hashtag debater? Debate. Debate 2020. Whatever emerges is kind of the prime hashtag. Just flip through that. Yeah, I got a handful of people. I'll be specifically looking at their sites. I'm not dismissive of that. It's just not generally what I do. I'll probably want to know what the Joe Scarborough crowd is saying mm. and then what the Jonah Goldberg's crowd is saying. Because they, they both hate Trump, even though they're one's right, one's left. Matt Taibbi is usually a good follow on uh, debate nights because mm. he uh, employs a, a drinking game with all of them. And he has uh, various rules for uh, the trigger words that, that and make one drink. And as the night goes on, it seems that he is playing the game. So I can see that. Yeah. 
Yep, 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 yep. Well, we'll all uh, take it in. We'll uh, chop it up. We'll bring you highlights tomorrow. We'll talk about it. The weird thing is that is that if it's boring and it's mostly policy stuff, it's got the the weird thing of the exciting Biden thing might happen at the end of the debate when he's super tired. Mm-hmm. And an old sailwinding, bushwhacking, horn-swoggling, crocker-crocker is going to roll away. If he says Thank that, you, Mr. Vice President, uh, President Trump, your closing statement. <laughs> if he says that, you take a drink. <laughs> if you hear a single cracker croaker, you take a drink. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> the Armstrong and Getty Show. There's a new dating app out there, but this one is for connecting lonely pets. It's called Pinder, and it's intended for pet meetups with the added bonus of owners connecting as well. It's a great app if you're looking to do some heavy petting. <laughs> Come on. Hannah. It's just a bit of fun. That's all it is. It's a bit of fun. Mess. Um, serious times. We have no time for fat English clowns. Our oldest. I'm sorry, James. That was unfortunate. I had, I retried. You're a little zaftig. You're a very talented fellow. Feel our, terrible about that. Our oldest dog we put down over the weekend. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's a, it's a the late great Bianca. Bianca, yeah. yeah. It was just a fantastic dog. Majestic, just, majestic animal. Oh yeah, weighed almost 200 pounds. That's a big dog. 200 pounds. A 100-pound dog is an enormous dog. When you see a 100-pound dog, you think, oh, my God, you've got a huge dog. No, our dog was 200 pounds. That's a very big dog. But just an ox. (laughs) You you only get so many dogs like that, just that were just, you know, so helpful, handy, perfect in so many different ways. Mm. You know, breeding, training, life experience, just like with people. Yeah. Um, They vary. Yeah. And just, uh, she was so helpful in so many different ways. Last night of her life, because we had baby goats uh, born over the weekend, and she got to do her favorite thing in the world the last night of her life, was sit outside the barn on the prowl, looking out for coyotes, protecting baby goats, oh, which is what that breed's designed to do. That's nice. That's fantastic. Went out on a high note. And, well, depends on how you look at it. Well, I, don't know if I want to tell this whole doing story. Doing what she do- does the best and loves. Yeah. Well. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, I won't uh, tell the Maybe I won't story. say anything else. <laughs> Yeah, I everything I say, he looks at me funny. So, um, I'm sorry to hear about that, though. Yeah, it was, you know, and I actually said to Baxi last night, I said, when you go, I'm going to miss you, bud. Even though he's kind of a pain. They all are. They um, all are. Yeah. People again, or are we with dogs? Now? Well, both, actually. Really both. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good point. Um, uh, so this is a rough transition, but it's it's very true. I came across this Twitter thing the other day somebody somebody tweeted question for you what is way harder in real life than they make it look on tv i'll start first uh, one of those and there's was, way harder in real life. and theirs was digging a hole <laughs> on tv oh, yeah. on tv before the commercials <laughs> well i guess we better bury this they got the shovels and then they come back they're all you know n- up to their neck in this hole exactly like yeah, that's easy to do piles of dirt around like yeah. that's easy to do because i i dug a hole to bury bianca in on our property over by this uh tree and uh digging a hole big enough for a 200 pound dog is a freaking job yes 
I mean, that's a long time blisters, sweat, get a drink of water, come back, you're sore at night, finish it tomorrow sort of job. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, I mean, that's just good. to go like that deep. That's good body varying practice because 200 pounds, I mean, come on. That's, that's, uh, do I need that practice? I don't know. Do you? I don't think You'd rather so. rather have it and, and not need it. I don't know. I messed up the metaphor. <laughs> well, that way, when your uh, your confederates say to you, and then we'll bury the body, then go. You can say, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you say bury the body like it's the simplest thing. I will right. tell you from experience. Yeah, that, that, no. You'll be the voice of, you, you know, can't experience. yada yada hole digging. No, right. you cannot yada yada hole digging. Yeah. No. That is one. That's a good one. <laughs> it's the best one. Um. Like I don't probably a lot of you've never dug a hole. If you think that like digging a hole to put your uh, post in for your mailbox or whatever you're gonna do is is an easy task, it is not. <laughs> that is a hard thing to do. When I was about twelve years old, my buddy Paul and I dug a hole in my family's backyard. It was big enough for a uh, scrawny twelve year old to squat down in and not be seen. <laughs> and we used the the hole as a hidey place for various war games and and whatever. I actually, uh, I think I would, I'd started, and my mom said, what are you doing? And I explained to it, and explained what we were doing, rather, and she, she said, essentially, just don't make it too deep, all right? Don't make it so deep it'll cave in on you. And they put up with me digging a, a big hole in the, it's it, like in the back, back of the backyard, mm-hmm. the very back corner of the yard, kind of out of play. And we had fun squatting in that hole. <laughs> Says something about growing up in the 20th century as opposed to the 21st <laughs> Why don't you suggest to Sam and Henry, hey, how about you dig a hole and squat in it? My kids who will only play their Nintendo Switch while a movie is on, so they've got both happening at the same time. Oh, that's because they've never squatted not in a say, hole. Boy, we had a good time squatting in a hole. <laughs> yeah, those were the days. Just, you know, it's oh, fun. A friends in a hole. and You can look for me, but you couldn't find me because I was squatting way down in that hole. <laughs> oh, we dug. <laughs> good times. Um... Debate tonight, ladies and germs. Let's get ready to debate. 9 Eastern, that means it'll end at 10.30, Joe Biden at Old Guy time. That's pretty late. It is now my incredible privilege to present final thoughts with this moron, Armstrong, and Getty... Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a closing statement for everyone on the debate stage. Michelangelo, the gentleman from over there. What's your final statement? Okay, this is how I think it's going to go tonight. Chris Wallace, Mr. Trump, please spell Czechoslovakia and tell us about your foreign policy. (laughs) Mr. Biden, I want you to know, I want to know your favorite color and why. (laughs) I don't think Chris Wallace will swing that way. Positive Sean, our producer, with a final thought. Sean? I'm strangely excited slash worried slash I don't know. Can't wait to watch the debate tonight. It, it, it's a feeling unlike any other for a watching experience. I, yeah. I, I can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah. I, I have to remind myself for my final thought that I don't have any role in this. I mean, the result of it will have an effect on my life. So sure. a brooding interest. But I'm not involved. <laughs> I have no reason for me to be nervous. Oh, boy. I am, though. <laughs> Jack, a final thought you'd like to share other than that one? That was it. That was my final thought. Okay, fabulous. 
Uh, my final thought, one of the many stories we didn't get to today is as many as 140,000 New Yorkers received absentee ballots with wrong names and or addresses already, as many as 140,000. God help us if it's a close election oh, in some of these states. Oh, and, and, and look, people who are not hip to the fact that every single election, 20% or so, uh, mail-in ballots get tossed, will hear that X number of ballots, might be hundreds of thousands, might be millions, got tossed. They will legitimately believe it is a horrific miscarriage of justice and we'll be at each other's throats. I yeah. don't want that. We might have the first serious experience in our nation's history of half the country not believing the president is legitimate at all. Like, like I'm not answering to him. I'm not paying taxes. Maybe even states. It's even, even possible you'll have state legislatures that will say we are not answering to this president. Come on, people now. Smile on your brother. Everybody get together. Try to one love one another right now. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. You can watch a great... Um, BLM supporter calling for violence video, the takedown of Brad Pascal. Those videos are there at the website. All of the podcasts can be downloaded at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? And I want to be wrong? I would click my heels and dance into the studio tomorrow well, if Biden pulls a Nadler on stage. Put on your dancing shoes then. Armstrong and Getty.